Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Hey. Hi. Hi, everybody. What's going I've on? I've killed my voice. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Take it. Was that? I said take it. Take it. <laughs> You'll float, too. You'll f- Dude, I love that. Guys, can, yeah, we, do me our, too, man. can we do our queen? <laughs> you will, you will float, too. Craig, I had a whole song last night. You I did. I, I, I wrote a whole. record it. I'll have to post the wow. lyrics to it's that. Wow. I believe. Yeah, I, wanna... I won't sing it, but it was. Uh, oh, there's a really good line. It's worth it. Georgia, you're a young boy. <laughs> young man. Play it in the sewers. That's, you got a cloud in your sc- face. Because it's worth singing for the uh, you got a cloud in your face. Big disgrace. <laughs> Just because like the image of like a, a cloud in Georgie's. Because, you know, he does. The lyrics were this. So if anybody like, wants. Here, here's the thing. Here's, the, here's this week's Yes Have Some <laughs> Challenge. If you want to write and record with these lyrics, they are. Uh, Georgie, you're a young boy, young man, playing with a paper boat, hanging out near sewer grates. You got a clown in your face. A big disgrace. <laughs> Eating your ass all over the place. No, arm. Oh, eating your arm. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I guess Georgie <laughs> does. Ass. I don't think his. Yeah, that doesn't. You that, will. His ass is fine. You will. It's his arm that he loses. Float to. Well, I mean, he kind of loses his life, too. Guys, I'm excited about it. We're all floating. <laughs> We're all floating on cloud nine right here. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Yes Have Some episode 66. Yes. Uh, order 66. Mm-hmm. The order's Ooh. in. The order's mm-hmm. in. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Sorry, kiddos. Uh, I always liked... It's time for the Jedi to end. What can I Dude. say? It's time for the Jedi to end. Uh, it's not... So when, when Anakin goes around killing those younglings, it's almost implied they don't... It, it doesn't... I don't feel the weight that I'm supposed to feel in that moment. I never really mm-hmm. was like... During Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, I just... I don't know. I feel like it should have been better. Yeah. yeah. It's because it's, we don't know any of those, like, characters. There's, there's it's children. like, yeah, we're killing a bunch of Jedi, but I'm like, okay, but they're Jedi that I've never heard of or ever seen. Mm-hmm. There was a funny picture going on uh, around. So on Reddit this week, there was a picture of George Lucas, and it said George Lucas with all of his Star Wars props, 1977. It was him with all of the miniatures, uh, the Death Star, and, you know, all the destroyers and just all sorts of stuff from Star Wars. It was a very cool picture. 
And then somebody made one that said, George Lucas with all of his Star Wars props, 1999. It was just him in a green screen. And that was it. <laughs> That's great. Amazing. It was Dude. so amazing. Yeah. Um, so Order 66 is happening. Mm-hmm. And we're killing children. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We're no. saving them. We're going to save them. That's yeah. what, yes, have some saves the children. Absolutely. Especially the ones in Dairy, Maine. Yeah, just the losers. That's it. <laughs> Not the popular ones. No. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 66. Thank you so much for joining us. We did a lot of uh, Ghostbusters talk last week. Sure did. Are we, how are we feeling? Are we still... There, I, there was so much Ghostbusters news last week. And there hasn't been any since, so there's really no, there's no new ground to cover unless you right. guys read something that I didn't. Mm-mm. No, no, Mm-mm. no. Um, that's stuff we probably won't. It's stuff you know we we probably won't hear any more news for for a bit. I, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's stuff still, that's stuff still a long way out. So, yeah, it's a couple years. We're it, it's preliminary. They made some announcements at Comic Con. I would say we're six to seven months from knowing anything new or concrete, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. We have Dragon Con to look forward to the Ghostbusters panel there, so that'll be cool. Yeah, Dan Schoening and Eric Burnham mm-hmm. are going to be at Dragon Con this year. They're going to be talking about IDW Comics, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm pretty excited about that. We've never had, we like, that's kind of the running theme with PKE Surge and Dragon Con. It's like, we party, and we have a great time, and we see all of our friends from all over the country. Right. But the presence at our panel is always like, and now we're going to go, like, just basically go and stand up and talk to our own friends who we've been talking to, but in a more organized fashion or whatever. So. Yeah, we never get really great Ghostbusters guests. I know we had Ernie Hudson one year, a couple years ago. That was one of the first years that we went. So. Yeah. Uh, I remember not knowing anybody and being, like, super stressed out because I was in costume, like, in line for the panel. And there's just that weird thing because you're, like, the chance that you could, like, meet somebody that's, like, an icon of yours that you look up to. Like Chase Ambrose. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yes. (laughs) You have your Chase Ambrose's. uh, Your Chance Andrews. Uh, So, yeah. I just, I remember being really stressed out because, first of all, I didn't know anybody at that point. But uh, going into I didn't know who Ernie Hudson was. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? (laughs) (laughs) He's talking Uh, about his backpacks. But uh, it'll be really cool. So, Dan Schoening, Eric Burnham, they're going to do a panel. Uh, I believe it's going to be Saturday at Dragon Con. So if you're coming out to Dragon Con, the the full schedule has not been released yet. But the tentative, I think we can announce this. I don't know if we can or not. 2.30 Saturday mm-hmm. is going to be the panel, um, which is after the parade, which will be good. So no naps and no showers, guys. No we're going direct. We're going to take that photo, the really disorganized photo, and then we're all going to go file into the panel. Jake, let me ask you a question. You've been doing yeah. this a long time. Okay. How come every other fan group in the world at Dragon Con, <laughs> Stargate, Star Trek, Star Wars, Power Rangers, Marvel, Alien. DC. Everybody has this perfectly organized photo shoot every year. <laughs> Why is it so hard? Dude, like Stan Lee's in the front, James Gunn in the front a couple years. They get the fucking like celebs out. Us, it's like three gaps. We find indoor stairs. I don't know. I think it's I think it's because all of those spots where they I think they have to like this could be completely wrong, but do they not <laughs> have to like? It's always like ramshackle thrown together. Do they like not? This, and I love do they it. not have to like kind of book those spots no, in advance? They don't. They uh, don't. I know we didn't book because I was basically just like I feel like last year when the parade ended, I just kind of led everyone blindly down a hallway, and then we happened upon some stairs, and I was like, "All right, guys, and here's the planned photo shoot." So everyone line up. I will say the. We the picture on the staircase we took last year was a really good picture. It was good. It was good, but it was like half of the group, and it and that was because we like 
we were like, there's not going to be a picture. Oh, wait, there is going to be a picture. The pi- mm-hmm. Wait, the picture is going to be at this time on a different day. Or wait, mm-hmm. maybe we won't do it. It's like we always kind of come down to the last minute. on Here's what my to- theory. I just came up with it, though. Yeah. I think it's because we always do it after the parade. And out of all the groups, like everybody wears costumes and heavy stuff and hot stuff. But how many groups have 90% of their people carrying 45-pound proton right, packs? Right, right, Like everybody's just dead after that two-mile yeah. walk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some people just take off back to their rooms yeah. and stuff. Dude, I usually keep my sunglasses on the entire way back to the room, like indoors, <laughs> all the way up. I'm like, I'm not taking these off, guys. Because at that point, you've been up since like, I don't know, 6 or 7 a.m. Like, you got to get out there. You got to line up. Yourself- it's always worth it. Like, it's probably my favorite moment of Dragon Con yeah. is when that parade starts and like filing in and stuff. Like, there's so much excitement in the air. You can usually feel like a little chill because fall is starting to set in. And you have the weight of whatever pro, you know props, proton pack, or whatever it is that you're bringing this year, which, you know, it's, I'm it's just, just glad, worth it. I'm really glad DragonCon's not in the middle of July. Yeah. Like, the difference in, like, temperature between July and the beginning of September is huge in Atlanta. And mm. being out there in 75-degree or 80-degree weather is so much better than 100 degrees and humid. Dude, no matter what, though, there's butt sweat. And you got to bring some baby powder and some Febreze. You gotta, that's why you got all those pockets. In fact, this year I'm just dressing up as baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, and I'm just going to be powdering everyone's little, little Do a refresher. Uh, cool. So that's good. Anything mm-hmm. else? What other, what, what's been going on? Everybody good? Jake, you got some new tattoos. What's going on with that? Yeah, talk to uh, us. Oh, yeah, I did. I got, um, I, I got a little addition to um, my Jurassic Park back piece a few weeks ago. Uh, I got like a, a Velociraptor added. And then um, this week I got uh, the cat church from Pet Cemetery. So, yeah. Oh, dude, that's so tight. You sent us a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Yet, so I've never read Pet Cemetery or seen it. And but I've been to the mountain. When Jake texted me the other day and said, I got church from Pet Cemetery," I thought he meant like a church. And then he sent a picture, and I was like, that's a cat. That's a cat right there. <laughs> uh, I know cats. That's a cat. Uh, not, I mean, hanging out with my cats is like my church, mm-hmm. so I get it. Yeah. Uh, no, Jake, those look really good, man. Thanks, um, I would challenge any of our listeners to have better pop culture. Uh, Dude, is that your first Stephen King-related tattoo? Ooh. Um... Yeah, it is actually. It That's is, cool. um, and it's it's. I'm planning. I'm planning a few more like around the same area. Um, but yeah, that's that's the first Stephen King tattoo nice. that I got. I'm gonna get a tattoo nice. of Stephen King's wife, Tabitha. Tabby. Just in case I ever meet him. It's gonna say ideal gonna, reader underneath. I'm it. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get his son like Joe Hill, but then put Stephen yes. King's name under it. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, great. I'm just going to get some scrambled eggs. Dude, <laughs> that's great. I'm going to get the Rotten Tomatoes score for Dark Tower. Oh, guys. I'm going to get the running time <laughs> just tattooed. Um, are we talking about the Dark Tower yet? Because I feel like every time that news comes out about that movie, it's like bad news from like the doctor's office. Or well, like, we're going to talk about it in a little while. The condition keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, it's uh, the doctor called again. The cancer is spreading. Um, we had to remove the entire middle section. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about Dark Tower while we're talking about it to kind of compare and contrast the buildup. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I did want to mention one thing, Star Wars related. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you a guys, different movie? I like another movie more. <laughs> did you guys see the news about Star Wars Episode Nine? Uh, 
that was released. Is this Colin Trevorrow? Yes. Related? Yeah, I think I did. Jake, so you know about this? I, I I saw some people posting about it, but what what's exactly happening here? I saw that he's directing, right? He's still directing, but they're but someone's coming in and they're rewriting. They're either rewriting or polishing the script that Colin Trevorrow wrote. And but before everybody freaks out, I don't know. If, I'm freaking out, guys. I'm freaking out. Yeah. Hold me back. Hold you back. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, he just had a movie uh, that just came out that was really poorly reviewed. I'm trying to think what it was called. I don't have the name of it in front of me. I can look uh, it up. look up the Colin Trevorrow's yeah, movie? I'm doing it. I'm on it, guys. It's not that uncommon for writers to be brought in. I'm for, the guy in the chair. <laughs> for polishes and uh, uh, for rewrites and I mean, it's also... It's also a Star Wars movie, and it's episode eight, so, like, you would... I would imagine that they would be very, you know... Uh, particular about that script and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it had like multiple people coming in and right like mm-hmm. it's it, it's something that I think they want to make sure you know it's the it's the third in the new trilogy so right it's an important thing to them and I think right. I don't think that that means his script was awful or I don't think it should like bode you know uh, be in a bad light for the new movie just because they're gonna you know maybe change some things or rewrite or who knows you know right yeah. we don't know we probably right. won't ever know the book of henry was the book that or the uh, movie yeah the book of henry came that out and was kind of a flaw it's kind i i feel like i've seen some people say they like it a lot it was kind of a passion project for colin trevorrow you know he's producing jurassic world 2 fallen kingdom mm-hmm. and then he's mm-hmm. moving on to direct uh, episode 9 so I think the worry... So, just so I get this right, the guy they're bringing in, his name is uh, Jack Thorne. Uh, mm-hmm. He's an English guy. He's done some TV and uh, TV and film work. And, yeah, I think here's, here's the first thought I have. It's not that uncommon, but with what's been going on with the Star Wars world recently, it's mm-hmm. a, I raise an eyebrow a little bit and say, you know, Rogue One went through major reshoots. And write in in and uh, you know rewrites. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they didn't replace the director. Uh, Gareth Edwards still directed it, but they had another guy come in and 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 fix it, fix it up a little mm-hmm. bit, add some stuff, right. added the Darth Vader scene, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know what's going on with Han Solo. Uh, yeah. Ron Howard. Once the, Ron Howard has been posting like cool pictures though. Like I feel, I feel like that might have been a good move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also, you know what? I also saw a thing today that like I don't, I didn't, I didn't really read all of it, so I don't know if it was just a joke or whatever. But apparently, like Clint Howard's gonna be in it. Oh yeah, what? And I'm like, yeah. hey, if they're gonna put Clint Howard in a star in a Star Wars movie, I'm for it. Clint Howard, the the brother of Ron Howard. Whenever I think of Clint Howard, I think of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, manning the uh, the uh, the console tracking Doctor Evil. Yeah. His, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. I mean, but yeah. So uh, Ron Howard's been posting pictures on Twitter. He posted mm-hmm. a picture of a gold R two unit, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. Listen, dude, if the crew and cast reacted like with applause when Phil Lord and Chris Miller were announced, you know that they were removed from the project. That then that has to. I'm sure that's like a the morale is probably up and. Ron Howard's a fucking awesome director and like a well-respected dude. I feel like the it's probably turning around and I feel positively about it because Good. I was definitely worried. So there's a theory floating around. I read it. I don't remember what website it was on, but it was talking about the spinoff movies mm-hmm. and how. So 
this guy's theory, it wasn't like a, a big fan theory. It was on a, a reputable website, but they were talking about how Rogue One uh, was an action movie. Mm-hmm. And it represented the, the action and the drama of the Star Wars universe. And then it was talking about how the Han Solo spinoff is going to be more the lighthearted comedic tone from the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So the theory is that whatever the third spinoff movie is going to be is going to represent more of the mystical or spiritual side of Star Wars. Uh, and that leads me to think that it would make sense that the Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor spinoff movie is probably going to happen. What do you guys think? That'd be cool. I'd be much more interested in seeing an Obi-Wan movie than like the Han Solo movie, but that'd be cool, man. That, that I mean, it seems like the way to go. Like, what other characters do you think they would they would attempt I mean, I think I think people would love to see like I think there's a I think there's a big number of people that would love to see an Obi Wan. That makes sense if you're exploring the Force. Like, why not go through that character? And yeah, you've talked about how you would want that. I've heard other people talk about that. So, well, definitely like an audience for it. Ewan McGregor is kind of like the thing that everyone kind of acknowledges from the prequels and says that worked. He was great, Mm -hmm. right? Wish he had a little bit better material, but yeah, he was the baby in the bathwater. Yeah. Right. You don't throw out that baby. No, you save the baby. <laughs> don't let it go um, down the drain. If you know it's down the drains, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, Obi Wan is also going to be in uh, it. Oh, Sorry. cool. Um, <laughs> the forms he takes. Did you did you guys read the rumor about uh, the Force Tree? No. No. What's that? Okay. So uh, I love I love it already. I love it. It's amazing. Right? I want it's one amazing. for Christmas. So they. Some people are kind of taking so they unveiled something that's going to be at the like Disney, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars world or whatever. Mm-hmm. OK. And mm-hmm. some people think it might have kind of accidentally spoiled something about, uh, you know, the the new film because they have announced like and there's there's pictures of it that there's going to be like a forest tree and you can like kids can play in it or whatever. And it's like Ooh. it's hollowed out and you can go in there. But, like, there's also something very similar in this movie, and that's apparently, like, where the books are, those Jedi books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's inside of, like, a hollowed-out forest yeah. tree or whatever. All but, I'm thinking is, honey, I shrunk the Skywalkers. Yeah, Ooh, right. I like but, that. But in the theme park, like, whenever you walk into the forest tree, you, like, hear the voices of Anakin, Yoda, and Obi-Wan. Dude, those are just the whispers in the forest. So people are, like, wondering if, like, you know, that means some of that stuff. Like, we might hear those or see those characters as Force ghosts. Influencing race training. And Force Awakens. I am about to throw my fucking headphones through the window. I don't even have a window. Because everything you just said got me so excited. Dude, you had me a hollowed out (laughs) tree. That sounds amazing. So, I've, like... First don't of all, guys, I love tree forts. Don't you? I love the force. <laughs> I know how the force works. I'm very excited about tree the force. Whole, yeah, tree force. New episode title. I feel like the Last Jedi is going to be the best Star Wars movie. Oh, like ever, guys! That package that was released was that during SCCC that it was D twenty. Oh, okay, it was the the thing that preceded that, um, which was like almost as good as Comic Con. I feel like all the stuff that came out from that, but that package like looks amazing. Like the stunts that are going on in the training process, and like seeing everyone behind the scenes, just like 
yucking it up and laughing and like looking like they're really enjoying themselves. And, like it's also very serious and like a lot of work goes into it. And like all those new little characters, the new little guys are so fucking cute. Oh my god! Yeah, speaking Laura of tattoos. Dern. Oh, where, dude? You don't you see a little Laura Dern at some point? Though? Laura Dern. We found her. There's some pictures of her out there. Yeah, yeah, she's out there. Um, she wasn't a. I know, Jake. You haven't been watching uh, Twin Peaks, but she's in Twin oh, Peaks. Oh, she's. she's so I heard. Hot. Yeah, I heard she was in there. Yeah, um, Diane. Well, she's not Diane. Is she Diane? Spoilers. What's her name? It's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. You shouldn't say Ernie it. Hudson's also in Twin Peaks. Oh, shit. That is a spoiler if you watch Twin Peaks. Sorry, everybody. Listen. Because I was right. Do we care? Hey, do we care about spoilers? Hey, do we? Twin Peaks is confusing. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what's going There's on. There's no I know, like, spoiler. There's no spoiler for Twin Peaks because no, no one knows what you're actually like, dude, is You're like, dude, that is a fucking ink blot that you have to stare at for a while <laughs> and just interpret on your own what the fuck is going on on that show. Dude, I know like 40% of the time. Like, what's I happening? found in the new season of Twin Peaks, sometimes I'm just laughing because I don't know what else to do. Yeah, like, I like, feel like you're Dougie. like so uncomfortable and confused about what you're watching that you're like, I better laugh at this or else Dude, I'm just gonna I feel bet. awkward. And then it scares the shit out of you, which is like very um, David Lynch. Ernie like Hudson that. was also in Twin Peaks. Uh, there's been 12 episodes. He's been in there for nine seconds, I think. But he so. was so good. He was great. He was so, so yeah, so I think good. Last Jedi is gonna be really special. I think that. I think. I guess we bridged over talking about like the mystical nature of Star Wars. To me, that's the most interesting part of Star Wars. I, I love the mythology. I love. I want to know what Luke's been doing up there. I want to know about this Force tree. I want to know if he's mm-hmm. talking to Obi Wan. I want to know if Anakin's there. I want to know it all. And did you guys? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask you because you saw it. The leaked uh, publicity photos from the new movie from Last Jedi. I don't know if they were leaked or not. But we got our first picture of Snoke, like in the yeah, yeah. the yeah. actual Snoke, not the uh-huh. digital. Uh, yeah, he looks like the guy from Saw. He does, kind of. He <laughs> looks like Toby <laughs> Bell. Hey, so maybe the next Saw movie that's coming out, it's gonna like it'll be a crossover, and yeah, it's man. like it's, it's everybody's Snoke losing the hands. Whole time. Well, that's what Abby said. I said, doesn't a uh, doesn't a uh, Snoke look like Jigsaw. She goes, well, that's how Luke really lost his hand. That's, that's it, guys. That's what I do. And I was like, uh, if you watch The Empire Strikes Back, uh. you'll know that's not a true statement. Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I'm really excited about. I'm excited about all of it, and mm-hmm. I'm not worried about Episode Nine. We're way, we're far away from that, and for all we know, it could have to. The rewrites could have something to do with uh, Carrie Fisher, yeah. uh, passing away. Mm-hmm. Um, new ideas they've had for the story. Uh, what's interesting is it feels like out of all the directors, like JJ Abrams got to do his thing and Ryan Johnson has really gotten to do something special without a whole lot of interference. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool. And, and today, uh, John Boyega came out and said, uh, obviously he pays, he plays Finn. Mm-hmm. He said that this movie, what they do with with Princess Leia and and the send off for Carrie Fisher, yeah. is is really special, dude. And I'm not gonna be able to handle it. Yeah, that's something that it's like as for as jazz as I am to get in that theater and to see it for the first time. I know it's gonna be like an emotional upheaval and roller coaster to experience that kind of stuff. Like you felt it when you were watching the package that we were just talking about because I think it ends with Carrie Fisher. Saying something about the production, I can't remember. Oh, because it, she says it's it's about family. That's yeah. why it's so special. Yeah, and it really is, and like that stuff that resonates deeply with me. And it's going to be, 
It's going to be interesting and stressful to see it all unfold. But I like I do feel kind of a like a still calmness about Star Wars in general and Kathleen Kennedy being in charge. And I'm not worried about pro- these projects moving forward. It's like if you have to course correct and like kick people off projects because they're not working like better that than just going with it and glomming more shit on and being like, well, is it OK? Who knows? Well, it's certified fresh, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, it's good to be like a self-aware and to be like. Uh, you know, constructive and like fixing things like, well, if you're aware that there's a problem or whatever. So, yeah, it's better than putting, I mean, listen, I, I've, I've been, Dark a little, tower. I've been, <laughs> I've been Church a little just bit, cut it to 95 minutes, guys. Uh, I've been a little bit back and forth on, on Rogue One. It's definitely a good movie. I don't know <clears> if it's a, a great Star Wars movie. I probably need to watch it again soon. Uh, but it's definitely better than most movies that come out. And mm-hmm. whatever they did worked to to a certain extent. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about Star Wars, and you know, Jake's over here talking about force trees, and that's got my mind just all over the place. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so cool. Sixty so, six, huh? Yeah, I felt, I felt like Jake just got ordered sixty six. Yeah. I was did you say, wait? Did you did you specifically just ask me something and I ignored I it, or or, did, or was there just a stop there? I just yeah. said, Jake, I like what you're all about. Yeah. Basically oh, what I okay. just like you. No, cool. I, I just said that the force tree stuff is uh, it's uh, just. Yeah, who knows? I don't know how much of that forest tree stuff is is true, or you know, right. it's just just something I read that probably like I don't know, maybe was completely made up, and I just <laughs> talked about it on the show because right. sounds- we're gonna go. But see- I'm all about that stuff. Like, wasn't there like a figure, like a ray figure that came out before the Force Awakens, where it was like, don't look at the figure because it's got a spoiler <laughs> oh, in it. Oh yeah, no, it was the uh, the uh, on Amazon they had a, one of the new. Uh, it was. It said Finn Calrissian, and everyone's oh. like, "No, whoa, yeah. right." Uh, and it was yeah. just some seller who put. But speaking of that, on Instagram, all of the new Last Jedi figures, the first wave that's going to be coming out on Force Friday, four weeks from now, mm-hmm. they're all leaking. All the images are leaking. Oh shit! So you remember the Force Awakens? All the packaging was like black and red. Mm-hmm. All the packaging on the Last Jedi stuff is white. Dude, is there a build a Force tree? Like you <laughs> no. get a branch with each one. <laughs> You get a branch with, oh cool. Would your uh, would your Snoke figure come with a branch? <laughs> Two branches. <laughs> oh, you building Groot? No, it's a goddamn forest tree. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh. so cool. Uh, I'm excited about Star Wars. Excited about life. You guys ready to uh, get stressed? Yeah. Let's do, do it. it. So stressed. You look a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. All right, we're we're back all the time. Stress, we're back, we're back, and we're back. The stress is real. God, by the way, before we start, dude, the stress is real. Uh, should we? So, on yes, have some group therapy. Is this? (laughs) On yes, have some group therapy. Our our group on Facebook. It's really a lot of fun. People get in there every day. And no matter what they're talking about, what whatever in pop culture they're talking about, and some of the stuff they're talking about, I don't even know about. Mm-hmm. Like that guy, I was, like it. that guy was like, "Yo, who's about who loves Gundam?" I was like, "I don't even, I don't know what that yeah. is." What is a Gundam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like something I want to know about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but John Yurkeva was all, all, he's like, "I love Gundam." I was like, "Thank God." Yeah. Um, um, so everybody comes in there and talks about like, "I'm so stressed. This is my stress, guys. I'm stressed." And I thought maybe we could quickly 
tell the origin of where that came from. The stress origin story. Yeah? If I can remember. You want to do Dude, our own, like, solo stress spinoff movie? Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh... Well, you're fired. Sorry. <laughs> we know we just hired you for this project. I just got, got fired. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go do my own... Uh, I'm like John Cena. I'm doing the Bumblebee movie. The Transformers <laughs> spinoff. B. That shit's fucking stupid. Oh, what is that? My brother called me. No, my brother That's texted me stress. the other day, and it just it just said, uh, "Hey, you can't see B." Mm-hmm. It's like you're such a <laughs> Jesus dude. That's Christ. funny. I don't care. Uh, okay, so the the stress thing came from when Jake, uh, when we all started uh, be, kind of becoming friends, like whatever it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't talk on the phone anymore, right? People text, people Facebook message. But one thing I realized about Jake was he like he's like me. He's all about that phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm all about that phone call. Like, I'm not going to text My best friend you. and I like live in different states. We do long, long 45-minute hour-long phone conversations. I like to pace. I like to talk. That's and what I, I did as a I just kid. remember I tested it out one day. I was like, I'm just going to call Jake and be like, hey, man, what are you doing? And then we talked for like an hour about just being at Toys R Us. I was like, this, it was probably what, why we started the podcast. But anyways. <laughs> probably. Yeah. We noticed. And I remember it was when we started that it was like, so what are we going to talk about? <laughs> and I distinctly remember like thinking about the conversations that I listened to you and Jake having on the phone. And it was like one of the repeating phrases that you would use is like, dude, I'm just so stressed about this. I'm just right. so stressed about that. We both would use the word stress to describe something that. It could be something stressful, something exciting, something extremely, like, uh, boring and, like, plain. Like, whatever. Like, we would use it all the time, and it kind of became, like, a running joke where, like... Well, it usually involves something you're passionate about. So right, right, that was right. Kinda, or something so it'd be like, about. dude, it, uh, I just saw the trailer for The Force Awakens. Dude, I'm so stressed. Or, <laughs> or dude... I just got 45 pizzas. I'm so stressed. Dude, yeah, exactly. Like, dude. They're in the back of my car right ben now. Ben called me, and I got to order 45 pizzas, and I'm so stressed about it. Right. And I was like, you got to take. I got three vegan meals. I'm yeah, so I'm going to take a picture, and you're like, oh, I'm stressed about that picture. And it just became, like, this thing. Yeah. And, like, I just think it's really cool that we, it was part of our vernacular. And whenever we, yeah, when we go into stores and stuff, you'd like take pictures and send them to each other of like, yeah. look at all this shit that I now need to buy. I'm mad and excited at the same time, kind of like, it's a conflicted thing. Like, you're, I'm angry at this company for making things that I like. Yeah. It stresses me out. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, now that everybody's using it, the whole point I'm getting to is please stop. It's ours. You're thieves. Yeah, so back off. What uh, the fuck? Cease and desist orders will be sent. <laughs> yeah, we're elitists. Ron Daniels is sending everybody court orders. <laughs> Guys, you Copyright. can't say that. Uh-uh. Um, so well, whenever, in, in a couple months when we eventually roll out some yes, have some merchandise. That's what's going to say the stress up. The stress will be real. Too stressed to be blessed. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we're going to. We're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, but anyways, I thought that was there. fun. I just had fun. I just yeah, had some fun. It's a good time. Now, <laughs> let's get stressed. Take us down memory lane. Abigail Gardner. Dude, I'm stressed. What's stressing I'm you stressed. out? I'm stressed. I'm stressed. 
Well, first of all, I want to mention, um, I just thought of this now, my friend uh, who I met through Instagram and just thinking of, like, Dragon Con and seeing friends, um, there is, her name is Jenny, and she lives in France, and she sent me a care package, which um, was amazing. I got it in the mail two days ago. Uh, I've known this girl for, like, two years, and uh, I found her through some of her drawings that she was posting on Instagram. She does, like, really cool, like, watercolors of Dan Aykroyd and, like, uh, Bill Murray, and she loves Ghostbusters, and I love Ghostbusters, and that's how we found each other. And I sent her some shit in the mail, like, whatever, two years ago, some figures and some stuff that she probably couldn't get over there that was readily available over here in the States. Um, And so, you know, lo and behold, two years later, I get a package from her that is, like, filled with these amazing illustrations. She did a Star-Lord. She did Doc Brown. She did all the new ladies from Answer the Call. She did original sketches of all the guys and uh, from Ghostbusters, obviously. And she made me, like, this amazing Egon drawing where, like, the uh, the ghost trap is, like, and the, the cords and stuff, like, look almost like a Celtic knot behind him, and it's, like, based on, like, the real Ghostbusters Egon, and it's, like, stunningly beautiful, and she wrote me this card, and I cried my You're eyes out. Right Dude, yeah, I literally cried when I got <laughs> it, and, like, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but, like, it was something that really was special to me this week, and it's, you know, it's great to have friends like that, and I'm grateful to this podcast and to social media and Instagram and Dragon Con. Would you get an award? Are you doing your thank yous? Yes, I'm just saying thanks. Yeah, what's happening? Dude, well, no, I wanted to say thanks to her for sending I, me the package, because it I made just, me really happy. I really appreciate it. I want to thank my mom, my dad. So, yeah. Social media. Love you. My Some of my uh, teachers. Mom. No, Jenny's really cool. Just and, mom. Uh, her... <laughs> She sends me messages sometimes. She's very passionate about Ghostbusters. She's obsessed with Dan mm-hmm. Aykroyd. And mm-hmm. she's like 22 or 23. She's an art student. Yeah. Living in France. She's super hot. I love her. I'm all about her. She's super. She's so hot. Yeah, oh, my God. If you're guys. listening, Jenny, I love you. So hot. That's cool. No, it's good. All right. Yeah, so I just want to say thanks to her for sending me that uh, care package. Very cool. It's always nice to get stuff like that. Um, and I guess that kind of, like, bleeds into, like, you know, friendship and gift packages. Jake, you sent us one of those packages um, before God, we all this hung is out at yes Dragon. This is, like, the yes has nostalgia jerk-off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> nah, dude, but, like, that's what we do. We love toys and stuff and, like, uh, jerk off with artwork them. and custom drawings yep. and John Yorkaba, this is a shout out to you. Thanks for sending us stuff and doing. Oh my for us. god, will you get to your goddamn Dude, stress already? Sorry, I'm stressed about mm-hmm. Dragon Con. Uh, Jenny's not going to be there. I wish she was, but a bunch of our friends are going to be at Dragon Con, and I'm sitting here right now looking at my Dragon Con master list, which is a, a list that I make like every year um, leading up to Dragon Con. And I'm just thinking back in years past, I like feel like I started prepping and planning and doing costuming stuff like in February usually, which would give me like several months. Before Dragon Con. And, like, this year, like, I don't know. I'm not... I guess I'm stressed because I'm not doing any, like, really elaborate costumes. And that's something that I've done in the past. And there aren't any really, like, heavy builds that I'm doing, like, Ghostbusters-related. I'm just kind of adding on to what I already had from last year. I'm just going to prompt you right now. I feel like the people are going to want to know. What's the most stressful costume situation you've ever had at Dragon Con? (sighs) It would have to be... I did a costume from the comic book uh, Saga by Brian K. Vaughn, which is an amazing uh, comic book. You should definitely go read it. It's a cool story. It's like a intergalactic space opera love story. Like, um, And it's got really great artwork by Fiona Staples. And there's a character in it called The Stock, and she's like this half-arachnid mercenary um, who like 
doesn't wear a shirt and like she's got she's got, like a yeah, fucking half spider. So I like spiders. Um, and I liked that costume or I liked the the character in the uh, comic book. So I wanted to do that costume. And so I did that costume that had to be like three years ago. Mm. Um, and it was really intense and there was like a really heavy wig that I sewed and like put together and I uh, did body paint and like. I said the character doesn't have, like, a shirt on, so I wore, like, little pasties and, like, had, like, a 20-pound wig slash crown on my head and, like, felt like fainting and vomiting the entire time. But it was also kind of worth it, and it was very stressful. So that was almost one, like, a learning experience for me more so than anything because, like, it it was empowering and awesome to be out there in the costume because anyone who read the comic book came up to me and was like, dude, actually there was someone that like kind of, I think she started crying when she saw it, it like made me feel really special which that's part you of why. You were both crying. Yeah, I was like, well, I couldn't <laughs> cry. I was crying because I had red contacts in and like, first of all, I just hate being uncomfortable and that, like I said, was one of those it took, learning experiences. All joking like, oh. aside with the body paint and everything, it took about. Hours. It was like five hours. Three, three to four hours to put the whole costume on. I think you wore it for a total of about 48 minutes. Yeah. Before you freaked out. Dude, and I, like, commissioned it, too. Like, I paid someone to, like, sew. Because I don't know how to sew. I paid someone to, like, make the whole skirt, like, bodice and all that kind of stuff. And anyway. You went deep into that thing. Dude, I went deep. And, like, I never wore it again. So that was one thing. Uh, So, you know. I think people were. So it it was a beautiful costume. And it was. It was pretty ballsy. You were topless. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I wanted to do it. I wanted to commit. I felt like I could probably recreate it to the best of my abilities, and I was so obsessed with it aesthetically. And I feel like that sometimes, like... I'm trying to think if I've ever done anything like that. Again, well, that other was girls, just one of those I've where, seen other girls oh, do... Oh, also, the, the character doesn't have arms, so I, like, had to suspend and, like, pull my arms back behind my right. body the entire time. So there was just, like, a lot of stuff going into it. I've seen... There's been other girls who've done that costume, and... Every single one of them wear, like, some sort of white spandex as their top. But you were like, you went all in. You're like, no, I'm not wearing a shirt. going to do this it's the right Dragon way. Con. So it is like, Dragon Con. Yeah. It's debauchery. People are, yeah. Yeah, you want to do... You're you covered up. All out. You can yeah, see the nip. Exactly. I have no problem with that. Do your thing, girl. So, <laughs> I did that thing. And I girl. guess maybe that whole experience is why I haven't done something that intense. I did the Riddler, like, uh, two years ago. And that was a really fun process. And I really enjoyed that. But this year, yeah. I'm not putting as much time into it. I'm doing what I guess most people refer to as, like, floor costumes, which is, like... Casual. Casual stuff, which... The comfortable costume. Yeah, I'm doing Baby Driver. I just posted a picture of the jacket that I got for my Baby Driver costume, um, and I was really stressed getting that in the mail because it came from Pakistan, <laughs> and, like... You know how, like, sometimes when you order stuff from other countries online, and also, like, there weren't any photos of this ja- of the jacket actually, like, right. tactile. Like, Let me ask you this. Who do you think is more stressed? You getting the jacket or, like, the seven-year-old child who made it? Who was wondering whether <laughs> they would keep their job or not if they, like, screwed up a seam? Oh, wait. We just That's got... so dark. Mm-hmm. That was dark. Dude. It says, yeah, speaking of dark, I was worried that the sleeves might be too dark on my baby driver jacket and that they wouldn't be screen accurate. So, hey, if there's one thing but the, they look good. the underpaid child labor of the world knows, it's screen accuracy. Dude, I hope they had, like, you know, pictures out. <laughs> but, yeah, the jacket looks fine. I'm just stressed because there's a bunch of other shit that I have to buy, even though I'm, like, all, oh, I'm doing such casual, easy costumes. Like, I still have, like, 20 other things to buy, right. so I'm stressed. Um, and we were talking earlier about, like, so we all like to do the more casual, easy to kind of throw on costumes. But we also all love screen accuracy. Yeah, you got to be tight butthole about right. it. Right. 
So I, I'm thinking about doing Bill Murray from Space Jam. Uh-huh. So he's got the jersey, the shorts, the red T-shirt, but he wears a backwards hat. Yeah. And I was telling Abby how I was like, well, I don't want to wear a backwards hat. This is when the hat. narcissism comes yeah. into play. Yeah, I feel you. Or Jake with... I don't want to shave. With Quint. Quint. Yeah. Jake does an amazing Quint, but to do it, you got to yeah. shave. You got to shave right. the beard. Yeah. Dude, yeah. There's a lot of stress with these things. So, so, so what are we going to do? Am I going to do this, Bill Murray? I, I mean, I, th- I think you are. Yeah. Are you going to do Quint? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think you should. <laughs> I haven't decided, dude. I'm I know. Gonna... I know. I'm. I know. I'll be doing Quint in October. So it's like, yeah. Here's do the I want to not have a beard from September all the way through October? Jake's commitment. gonna commit and be like, dude, if you do the Bill Murray, I'll do the Quint, and I'm gonna walk out of there with my backwards hat, feeling like an idiot, and Jake's just gonna be wearing like a t-shirt and, yeah. <laughs> and regular clothes with a so full I'll be like, beard. Craig. I'll be like, hey, Craig, that hat looks stupid. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you really are. This is literally exactly what's going to happen. I can't wait. Um, I think you should do the Bill Murray. I think it's I think cool. I'll do it. I think, uh, I think it's easy. I think it's comfortable. I think comfort is key. That's one of the things I was looking forward to most with the baby driver costume. I was thinking about that the other day when I was out running and listening to the soundtrack. I was like, wait a minute. Do I get to walk around Dragon Con wearing sunglasses and headphones the entire time? Like, Because that's amazing. Cause, like, You're like for, that as kid someone, from the wizard. Yeah, I was like, I kind Yes, exactly. Like, I don't have tinnitus, but I do have, like, certain degrees of social anxiety where it's, like, you're out there. And, like, that is kind of one of the things about Dragon Con. Abby doesn't want to look anyone in the eye, but she'll play the hell out of Mario 3. Yes, (laughs) for sure. Uh, But, no, like, being able to listen to music and kind of, like, avoid eye contact is kind of okay with me for, like, some of that. Because there are so many people. It does kind of go against your instincts to be out there for that long. I want to put that out there. If anybody ever comes up, I can't speak for Jake, but if anybody ever comes up to myself or Abigail and thinks we're being rude. At a public event? Nah, dude. It's just because I'm having a panic attack. (laughs) It's fine. I just need my music. And, uh. Actually, for me, I actually am just kind of being an asshole and don't want to talk to you. Yeah, uh, Craig's just mean. I'm just a mean person. Yeah. Uh, no, costume stress is real. Dragon Con's awesome. Real quick, you're doing Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Ghostbusters. I'm doing Ghostbusters. Young John Connor. Young John Connor. And, like, I'm kind of bummed because I'm not actually going to get the... I always wanted to get a, a little red, like, motorbike. Like, like a, a Honda yeah, dirt like, bike. Yeah, yeah. Like a Kawasaki Ninja or something. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to, I've always, every year I'm like, I'm going to get something I'm going to ride around next year. I'm really excited because I watched the Beatdown Boogie videos on YouTube. And I'm like, dude, I want to ride something in the parade that I never do. It's so okay. I'm going to carry a boom box for that. I'm going to hollow like a vintage one out and then I'm going to put like new speakers in it. Because no. let's be honest, guys, how loud is Dragon Con? Like every time you think you're going to like really stop the show with your music, it's like so much louder. Like a walking robot that's like made out of speakers, like just <laughs> yeah. blows you up. So. Yeah. Although, Jake, your proton pack's pretty loud. <laughs> it used Dude. to be. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Oh, my it God. Did. Uh, that's another story for another day. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, cool. So what else? That's I mean, that's it, honestly. Just yeah, and I want to do uh, a Georgie costume still, and I know it probably won't happen realistically. And I'm like, am I a real fan? Like now, I'm like watching the the trailer for it, and I'm like, dude, it's just a pair of jeans and some green galoshes and like a raincoat and like a balloon. But of course, I want more balloons. So here's a question that's DragonCon related. Before I move to Jake, uh, yes. so like I said earlier, Dan mm-hmm. Schoening and Eric Burnham are going to be there. Mm-hmm. They're going to be signing all week. They're going to be doing custom sketches. Now, Jake has been ranting and raving, and so have I, for a while, about how we haven't been featured 
in the IDW comics yet. Yeah. I'm going to feel really... I, I want him to draw me. I had a suggestion yeah. for how he should be featured. I'm putting this out to Dan Schoening. I'll pay you 50 bucks, but I, <laughs> I don't want you to draw us there. Just wait till the next issue. Uh-huh. And then put, it, put us in there. That's good. Put us in there somewhere. Uh, no, uh, IDW is amazing. They are so cool. Dan puts in Easter eggs, fan mm. references. Tons of Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, Pennywise is in one of those. Oh, wow. So I have an issue. I have an issue where, it, like, Pennywise is literally in the book. Dude, will you send me that picture? Like, I'll find I have it. no yeah, idea. Or, like, post it on group therapy. It's really cool. And then I think... One thing I do love, like Dan also does the Back to the Future comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cool. and we've never met Dan and we've never met Eric. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those guys. Yeah, so cool. I feel like I'm going to get some like my compendiums. Is that what those are called? Mm. The big, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, the whatever omnibus, the omnibus. Yeah, the omnibuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to get some of those yeah, signed. Yeah, get them signed. And uh, it's really cool. I'm happy. I'm happy that we're going to have some Ghostbusters stuff going on. Yeah. PK Surge is going to be great this year. Holy Grail stuff. Holy Grail. Dude, breakfast buffet. Holy Grail. I was yelled at by my friend Carrie on the episode where I was talking about where I don't have a Holy Grail because I, I said the statement. I was like, a Holy Grail doesn't have to be rare. And the next day he called me. He's like, hey, that's literally the definition of a Holy Grail. It has to be rare. <laughs> oh. uh, so Okay. Anyways, PK <laughs> Thanks, Surge. Carrie, for fact checking. We're going to put up the whole uh, schedule for PK Surge once we finalize it here in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, where we're doing that photo. Yeah, we, it's this is not TBA. It's <laughs> So just hang out. We'll tell you. Uh, we'll get some of the PK search planning staff to argue about where the best place to have a photo will be. Oh, we're we'll, doing it. We'll do some arguing <laughs> for a little while. It'll be good. Um, do all planning committees have so many, so much? Do like, fan communities have opinionated people? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Jacob Walsh. Still stressed. Yo. You got some stress? Oh, is it me? It's my turn? It's you. I mean, I'm passing it's either the stress you or me, baton. man. I'll do it. I'll do uh, it. I'll do this fucking right. stress thing. Do um, it. Fuck it up, so, man. So, Fuck like, it. we we didn't really, you know, last week we had we had a lot to talk about last week. And, you know, Comic-Con was, what, two weeks ago at this point. And one of the things we didn't really get to talk about is all of the toys that are coming out. Oh, we, the I, wonderful we, toys. We talked about the Ghostbuster stuff, but NECA is like, dude, I don't know. Who is behind NECA? What, like, what is going on at that company? But I feel like they're constantly putting out the best toys. Like, mm-hmm. everything you want. It's like I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I'm just, like, hanging out. And I'm like, oh, you know what would be cool? Like, wouldn't it be cool to have a life-size, like, that weird life-size puppet from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, that just, like, <laughs> yeah. weird little Freddy puppet. That would be, that'd be stupid but cool. I wonder if somebody makes those. NECA's like, hey, guys, it's coming out next fall. <laughs> you know, like, like what the cool. fuck? Yeah. They put yeah. out – they're putting out so much stuff, and they have a – you know, they've been putting out the, um, the like, ultimate line that they've been doing where, yeah. like, everything comes with, like, multiple heads and accessories and stuff like that. So they're doing a child's play figure, and dude, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's got four different heads. It has like oh. ten different 
weapons and accessories. The packaging looks like the good guy packaging. Mm. It just it just looks wait, so good. Wait, wait, Jake. Does it have a sort a surfboard though? Because that's what I want to do. <laughs> I'm hoping that C-H-U-C-K, whenever you H U C K, why don't you come out and play? <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I hope whenever you open the little like cardboard thing, that song just plays. Oh man, that song should play. I'm gonna be playing that at Dragon Con. Dude, it's such a good so, song. Oh, it's so good. Dude, NECA is that that ultimate Chucky is great. All the new alien stuff, all the predator stuff. Mm-hmm. But dude, dude, there's tons of it. There's like a they're coming out, they're also coming out with like a really nice looking Evil Dead 2 plate like a set where yeah. it's like mm-hmm. Ash and one of the Deadites and it just it all it like it just looks so good, man. They're whoever's sculpting for them, whoever they got like is their sculptors. It's just like it's phenomenal. It's so it's so much better than like everybody else. You yeah. know, like it, they're six inch figures. Dude, they're cute, and they they're nailing it. it. They're nailing it. So let's talk about Ninja Turtles, man. What's yes. going on with NECA and Ninja Turtles? Oh, right now? Jesus they Christ! They are just—they're cute. They're hanging out. They're going out. They're looking good. I like so it. So they—they unveiled. Uh, so they unveiled they're putting out a replica of the canister, the mutagen mm-hmm. canister from, from the yeah, first yeah, movie yeah, yeah. from the first movie. And it's like, I guess does like it's got the crack in it, right? It's got. So it's really cool. It, it, it would be cool if it was just the replica, but it's the it's the TCRI canister from the first movie, which mm-hmm. is more accurate to the comics. Right. It has a crack in it. It comes with a canister of ooze to drip on it, and mm-hmm. it has a light. So when you press it, it has like a LED and it glows. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Ooh, it glows. And it's only forty three dollars. Yeah, Dude, it's like super that's affordable. That's so reasonable. Yeah, I mean, and Neca's put out like. Oh uh, man, Neca has put out um, replica props and stuff before, right? They've done like Jason masks, Freddy gloves, yeah, and. To me, it's kind of comparable to, like, the Mattel, Maddie Collector, Ghostbuster mm-hmm. stuff. It's somewhere in between replica, prop, and toy. Right. Mm-hmm. But the price, it's so affordable and it looks so good that that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a spot on the shelf for that. Yeah, we do. For sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe two spots. I yeah. like it. Um, Dude, they... Man, that ninja that Ninja Turtle line is crazy because, like, you know, we we've talked about it a lot. Getting those, uh, you know, the big what what what's the scale those are in? Um, one quarter. Yeah, the quarter scale, the one. Four yeah, scale. the quarter scale, one four scale. And uh, so I remember a while back um, before those came out, uh, there were some pictures of like the little baby turtles, right? And oh. I I remember thinking at first that those were going to be packaged with with the turtles and, and then as they've come out, you know, they haven't been, but NECA is putting out like, um, an accessory set and it's those four turtles. Yep. It's like two uh-huh. pizza boxes, oh, cute. like a bag of pork rinds. Yep. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think a couple extra hands like yeah. for, uh, there's like a hand with like the spinning the nunchucks for like Michelangelo. Yeah. Right. They're, they're putting that out. They're putting out another Raphael, which oh, is yeah. crazy because it's trench like, coat? oh my god! It's yeah, it's in disguise. Raphael. He comes with a trench coat. He mm-hmm. comes with a bat. He comes with like backpack. Uh, 
Fedora. The backpack. Yeah, everything. And his bad and like, attitude. <laughs> bad He's too. got that attitude. It, it kind of sucks because it's like, hey, we got to rebuy that figure to get all those accessories, but it's I'm going to do it anyway because I want <laughs> I want Trent to. Um, yeah. I'm probably I'm looking at the Abby's got pulled up the uh the display neck I had at Comic-Con for the for the baby turtles. And I'm not going to lie. It's so cute. It's the cutest little setup I've it's ever cute seen. As fuck. They've got a pizza box with some pizza inside. Mm. I just dude neck is killing. Oh, the one Jake, we forgot to mention. They're putting out the uh the Casey Jones mask. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then they also put out a fucking little teaser that uh, they put a little sign out that says coming soon or coming 2018 one fourth scale shredder and foot clan. God damn it. Oh, I'm leaving. I quit the podcast. I'm well, acting like I didn't know. What are you know. supposed to do? You know, <laughs> what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Take him to Nathan's. I've always loved the foot clan costumes from the original Ninja Turtles movie, like the mesh eyes and like the, just the, I just always thought they looked really cool. Yeah. And dude, shredder looks so cool from the first mm-hmm. movie. Like, I love yeah. Shredder in the first movie way mm-hmm. more than, like... You know, in the second movie, he, like, sharpens the helmet. It's got, like, the weird razor edges. Yeah. Like, dude, I like Shredder in the first movie. Original. And I'm going to be... Uh, I'm going to continue to collect that line, man. It's just... It's probably the best line of figures I've ever seen. And yeah. yeah. We've talked about it. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. They're really great. They, they all look good. NECA, dude. Can someone from NECA come talk to us or just give us some free stuff? Because yeah. they're... Dude, they're amazing. Randy. They're amazing. I like that guy. Randy from NECA. He's got an attitude. Is that attitude. him? Is that he's him? Funny. He's Dude, funny. That's, that's, he's, like, that's, the twi- that's their Twitter guy, right? Yeah, he knows what's going on. He's like on. the yeah. head of product Get him on here. I like mm-hmm. him. But he also does, like, NECA's Twitter, like, they answer questions all the time. They yell at people for asking stupid questions. Yeah. Yeah, like, right. they do. He seems, yep. I like his style. Yeah. Well, he did an interview with Pixel Dan. Uh, shout out to Pixel Dan. He's got one of the best YouTube channels yeah. for reviewing action figures. Mm-hmm. Thorough, thorough. Good and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's great, man. I, I think I and, and like we talked about, I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. NECA is already working on their Comic-Con exclusive Ninja Turtles related for next year. Yeah. So, yep. It's, isn't it like the is that the slash and uh, well, or is those, that something different? I mean, they're putting out the arcade figures for the, the Dimension X pack. I have a feeling okay. that's going to be like a New York Comic Con thing. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's awesome. Whatever it is, it's awesome. So yeah. whatever it is, it's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been on a little bit of a, like a toy uh, embargo, a self-imposed toy embargo. Dragon Con. Just because Dragon Con's mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. But I'm not Same. gonna lie. I'm buy a toy at Dragon Con. Oh, you watch me. Gonna, oh, we see that gonna, every year. When Dude, we comb so the merch, bad. I know it's like, what do you want? A saber or a corset? The worst <laughs> feather earrings. Dude, it's or you never saber, know a Dragon Con. Sometimes they got some stuff. Sometimes uh, they got nothing. My paycheck. Yeah, you get the some bootleg DVDs. Oh yeah, that's so. That's such oh, a scary that is thing. so stressful. Get some prints. Dude, we're Dude that artist alley. That's where. It's, that's where you go. Yeah, artist alley is good. Yeah. Oof, um, that Walk of Fame. I always wonder, like, meet you data see people just buying thousands and thousands of dollars worth of merchandise at conventions. I'm always like, hey. How's that guy have that much money? Look at him. Dude, yeah, there are those giant <laughs> bags. His shirt has a like a Icelandic wolf on it. Yeah. And he doesn't look like he's showered in two weeks. How's he got all this money? He's got Dude, way more stuff judge, than man. me. I know, I'm jealous. Jake, that's all we do is judge. Wa- that's our whole life. We do uh, no, good for him and his Icelandic wolf. But I'm just saying, like, uh, oh, 
what gets me is the photo ops. The mm-hmm. the people who spend, they go in, they meet every celebrity, they get an autograph, they get, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm so selective of who I want to actually meet, and there's nobody really striking my absolute fancy Dude, this year. Yeah, you you know what? It, it's I. It's been a very long time since I've gotten an autograph or a picture at DragonCon, but I'm like more and more. I really, really want to get like either one thing signed by all these people or a photograph with all of them. The cast yeah. of the Next Generation. Oh, because, dude, I was because, looking at that because the fucking Next Generation is amazing. Like it's my that's my favorite. It's so good. Yeah, and it is awesome. I'm yeah, not Troy's sure. There has yeah. been a couple years where like everybody was there, you know, and I, it's something you, I've always passed up because it's like you know it's like you know what six or seven different actors you got to think about paying for all that. It gets right. expensive, and. I don't know. I was looking at the the list the other day, and some of them are going to be there this year. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I would have to go back and look to see how you know how big of a cast is going to be there. But I know right. like Michael Doran's going to be there, and uh-huh. like you were just saying, uh, what's your name? Troy's going to be there. Yeah, and Brett Spiner is going to be there. Yeah, yeah Brett Spiner. Exactly. So like, there's Who a couple like, of there's a couple Ooh. of them. So that would be. I would love to do that. Like, it would just be so cool to get a picture with that whole yeah. that whole crew. And I know cool. Patrick Stewart doesn't ever do Dragon Con, but you know everyone else does. So. Right. Yeah. Dragon Con just released the photo op schedule, and they usually have like the group photo ops. Yeah. Um. So we'll have to look, see some pricing. Maybe we'll yeah. get a little. We yes should up. get a group group if we could get the three of us with the cast of Next Gen or as like as many of them as we can afford. Yeah. That would be very cool. I like yeah. that. I'd be with a shut up, Wesley. Um, and then, yeah, cool. Michael Ricker's going to be there. Sean Gunn's oh, going to be there. Oh, Karen Gillan, who it's like, dude, dude, you can't fucking, that line is out the ass. Dude, it's like not, I can't deal with it's that It's bad line. enough that you gotta get snacks. she did Doctor Who, and now that Nebula's like an extremely popular character, like, yeah, yeah it's going to be crazy. Um, yeah. Last thing before we move on. Uh, dude, she's ripe. What was that? You know, she's not ripe yet. Sorry, guys. It's the Guardian. Oh, the Guardian show. I didn't know what that yet. was. Yeah, it's good. I was like, isn't that? I don't know what that yeah, was. It's good. Uh, was it ripe? Isn't she's like good to go? She's ripe for you know a uh, long line. And there you go. Paying a lot of money to meet her. Uh, Walker Stalker Convention is going to be in Atlanta. Halloween yeah. weekend. It's the mm-hmm. same weekend as Spooky Empire, where we're going to go meet Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. But dude, they've got three lost cast members. Dude, which Who? ones? So. Uh, Michael, <laughs> Harold. Michael. Perry. Oh, Michael. Yeah. Michael's gonna be there. Michael, right before Dude. he gets shot. Henry Ian Cusick is that his name? Uh, Desmond. He's oh. Desmond. Oh wow, cool. I like and Desmond. And then um, Nestor Carbonell, who played. Gosh, I can't think of his name. Who did he play? Look it up. Uh, He's like my favorite character on Lost. Uh, wait, what's his what's his what's his actor name or re- no. real name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking the like the eternal one. He, yeah, he doesn't age. Richard Alpert. Richard That's Alpert. Yeah. Oh, Richard Alpert with the eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was also in The Dark Knight and some other stuff. So yeah, they're all going to be there. But I don't know if we're going to be able to make it work. But I've always wanted to meet the the cast of Lost. Yeah, and, and they Jake, don't do as much. So yeah, and Jake, it's the same thing. It's like, do I want to get like like a something signed by everybody from Lost. That would be really cool. I don't know what yeah. I would get signed. Maybe like, can you bring a polar bear to a convention? Right. <laughs> right. Dude. Uh-huh. Sir, no, please but... peace bond your frozen donkey wheel. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I want a piece of the frozen donkey wheel. Like a four-toed statue or something. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, wait a minute. You're what is it? Amenhotep? What's her name? Who? 
uh, uh, whatever the god is that's on the beach. What's the uh, Egyptian thing? I can't I, I don't remember. Dude, it's, it's been so long since I've watched Lost. I don't remember the mythology. Hey, are we are we about to like rewatch Lost and do a podcast? We'll do like a, an episode for every episode. Wait a minute. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We literally are. We're gonna do well, a spin up. What what would we call it? What would we call it? Lost again. Relost. Tawarit. Yeah. God damn it. The statue of Tawarit. Yeah, guys. Uh, good reference. So what Thanks. would we call maybe yes have some lost? That's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Or uh Dogan's Temple. Uh sh- stress <laughs> out stress lost stress? We have to go back? <laughs> I don't know. We have to go back. A Lost podcast presented by Yes Have Some. Okay. Perfect. All right. That's pretty good, yeah. All right, Thanks, cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, episode, dude, would we do every episode, like, a review? Every fucking episode? Just expose. <laughs> Just every week we talk a little more about Nikki and Paulo and why we don't like them. Uh, maybe it's one of those things, like, as time has gone on, like, it's like, no, Nikki and Paulo are great. Like, I appreciate yeah, dude, they Watch age. it again and we love them. Yeah. Dude, the this, heroes those of the blood show. diamonds, though, that was, that was good. Oh, no. Yeah, None so. of that was good. So, uh, cool, Jake. Uh, what else, man? No, uh, that's it. That's it. That's the, that's the stress. Cool. I'm stressed about our spinoff podcast. It's now happening. I have to watch a lot of... Well, I'm excited about it. Here we go. That All was right. stressful, Jake. Good stress. Good stress. Thank Here you. we go. Thank you. It's my turn. Well done, stress. My stress is going to be... Stress? Mine's going to be really straightforward and quick, because uh, I know we're about to talk about it, and we got some trailer review to do. Colossal... Is out. Never saw yeah. it in theaters. Yeah. Watched it. What'd you I think? Loved this movie. Mm-hmm. Dude, wasn't it amazing? So good. It is like fuck. The only word I kept thinking of. Now I will say, the first ten to fifteen minutes, I was kind of like, man, Anne Hathaway's kind of getting on my nerves. Yeah. And I like Anne Hathaway, so I was a little bit worried. But once she, it you kind of start to kind of figure out a little bit what's going on, get used to her character, get used to like Jason Sudeikis and all that. I love Jason Sudeikis. That movie felt special. Like it felt like I was watching something so unique and so cool. And like the way I don't, I I feel like I don't want to spoil it really because I want people, because it was a small release. It ushers you into a really imaginative and cool world of like, Stuff that breaks barriers and boundaries and, like, spreads your, like, imagination into, right. like, a different place. It takes you back to, like, childhood and playground stuff. Like, I think that's... And blends monsters and, like, like kaiju and cool shit. Like, I, I mean, well, this cool. is... A, if you... if This will be the spoiler I give, and this is kind of obvious as you watch the movie, but turn it down for 20 seconds if you want to avoid this. Uh, or don't. I really don't care. I don't know you. Um, the, Deal with it. The, the thought of, like, people in a specific spot on earth being able to like control like kaiju monsters across the world and fight like that concept. It got my, like I felt like a little kid. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this feels like it could be a whole series of movies where you see like kaiju from all over time. Cause you know, they do the, the flashback scene where they show him as kids yeah. and like, yeah, the school project and he stomps on it and they both get like lightning bolts and yeah. basically become yeah like the avatars for the for whatever I just yeah I know they're probably not going to be making a sequel to Colossal but almost like Cloverfield it felt like something extremely unique like yeah. in a genre that you're maybe yeah. familiar with but Dude, it was like this is fucking original honestly I felt like 
Colossal did not make that much money, and it was such a small release. I felt like if they were going to take a movie and make it a Cloverfield movie, that would have been the one to do it. Yeah. Because I want more people to see this movie because it's so good and so unique. And it's really not, like, I thought it was going to be kind of funny. It's really not. Like it's, Jason, that's one thing. That's one thing. The trailer. It's it's the trailer is kind of misleading. It, right. It, it it builds it up to be kind of like a lighthearted thing, and it's and not. it might be it might be like you know the first part might be a little you know different, but at a certain point it it kind of takes a dark turn. Yeah. And it and it's and it's very dark most mm-hmm. of the time. Like I think so. Jason Sudeikis is literally. He's my favorite SNL cast member of the last, like, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. I really like him. I think he's hilarious. I think I love his hair. Like, I yeah. wish I could do my hair like that. Yeah. Um, you guys have a similar, like, vibe. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what yeah, I feel. I get uh, it. But I thought he was amazing in this movie. I was like, holy shit, he's such a good actor. He's, yeah. Hey, he's terrifying in this. He Dude, really right. is. Like, there's, yes. there's, like, the scene in the bar, you know, when he's, like, oh, you know, the when, when, he makes, when he makes his friend go home and all that. Yep. That shit. Like, oh, that shit. That shit yeah. is like it's uncomfortable, and it just felt yeah. like it felt real. It felt like, oh, this is like an alcoholic, like bad. This is a bad person. Yeah. This is a bad you know, guy. Who's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. He, he was villain. very good. He was very good at being a villain. He was. Yes, and I love that she played the monster, and that she. In the end, like her recklessness and all that, I love that last that part when she goes. I get, by the way, we're on full spoiler full territory. Full on spoiler territory. Wait, because, why not? We we, we that's yeah. what we do. We do spoilers. Yeah. And by, when you, yeah, yeah. When you think she's gonna Go be ahead, back with the uh, with the ex boyfriend and. It was right then that I was like, dude, is she about to go to Seoul? Because I feel like she's about to go to Korea because that was like something that I wanted to see. And then she did. And then that line where she's like, you know, if you thought I was reckless, then like I'm about to do something even more reckless, buddy, or something like that. Like, and then she goes and like saves the day. It's like, it's very cool. And like her, her demons and like the shit that haunts her, like coming into play and like that being like almost like a weird metaphorical but it wasn't preachy in any way. Like, it was still, like, a cool monster movie with, like, a really neat origin story that was extremely unique. So, like, I, I enjoyed it. Now, and I identified with her and, and like, enjoyed watching it. If and you he, know what? I, you know, Craig, you said that you, you know, you've always liked her and you thought maybe you weren't going to or something. Mm-hmm. I kind of I had the opposite. Like, I've never liked her. She's, she's always annoyed me, just like as an actress. Right. But but I liked her in this, and I was yeah. like watching it, and I was like, wait, she's really good. Like this is good. She's really good in this. You yeah. know, I had like that. That's that's what kind of movie it is. You know, right. it's like it's not people. People will will see you know kaiju or monster and immediately think that they're gonna watch some dumb like just monsters fighting, and this is not that right. at all. Mm-hmm. Although I will say I wanted to see some more monsters fighting because like I love I love well, yeah, monster of course, of course so, I did too I love the look of it the kind of the mythology they unroll is that like these figures that they have that were part of the science project like whatever they were holding on to when the incident happened that is the monster that they were associated with mm-hmm. so I started think as I was watching the movie I was like what what if I had just bought like like a Peter Venkman figure and this happened to me. 
And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like 30 years later, I get drunk and I'm in the park and giant Bill Murray's just giant terrorizing soul. Right. And um, like, but, but you know, if that happens, like yeah. if there was a giant, like 200 foot Bill Murray destroying the city, you know, like the news the next day would be like, Bill Murray's like being crazy Bill Murray yeah, attacking yeah, soul. Fans. They, would, they wouldn't even ask that, like. Right. Why is he 200 feet tall? They were just like, Bill Murray, Bill Murray fucking showed up last night, crashing parties. Bill Makes Mur- everyone's night. <laughs> Bill right. Murray kills 100 people. That yeah. guy will do anything for attention. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> dude, no, people be like, no, he walks out. It's like uh, the diamond select Bill Murray, and it's all, and it's, it's terrorizing soul. And Jake's like, inaccurate. That, <laughs> that ribbon cable's the wrong color. She's yelling at it. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you think that version of Bill Murray will do autographs or no? No, no. He's still, he's still no. an asshole. He just throws everyone's phone. Dude, you, <laughs> we're back to the phone. Throw, yeah, he throws more than your phone. <laughs> no, it's it's Jake just buys the uh, the the D- Raphael in disguise NECA figure, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, I mean. I think that might be a turtle, but it just, it just, it looks like a guy in a trench coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Some punker. Up with this stuff? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I just loved it. And when they're fighting and like, well, since we're in full spoiler territory, when he fucking punches her. Dude, that shit's mm-hmm. awesome. It, or when he pushes her down the first time. And yeah. then the next se- the next day he's like all apologetic and everything, but you see how shitty, like crazy his house mm-hmm. looks like. Go see the movie. I haven't mm-hmm. gotten on Mondo yet, but is that statue still available? Oh, yeah, I why? doubt it, man. I was because about to say, like, I was about to say, like, remember when that statue came out and we like, yeah? uh, <laughs> we were like, oh, we haven't seen the movie yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, because Mondo had a deal—you get the statue and then like an autographed copy of the Blu-ray from the director. Dude, yeah. I want that. Yeah, I get it. That's a good movie. That was good. Good for it is a very good movie. Yeah. Good, good for uh, for everybody who made that movie. Uh, yeah. I hope you get some Oscar nominations. Very, very cool. You won't, but I hope you do. Because yeah. I thought Jason Stakus was an awesome actor, and they yeah. were all good. And, dude, the movie, the budget was $15 million. And even the special effects were legitimately mm-hmm. good. Like, the 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 CGI stuff was good. Yeah. And I was reading, they did not do any uh, <clears throat> motion capture for Anne Hathaway. They just, whatever they filmed, they gave to the, okay. to the, the team, and they just... Did it digitally, and they did a really good job. Like they they captured, they captured it. They well. synced her up, yeah, right? So, um, Craig, cool. it is still available. Both versions of it. How much is that? It's the regular one is one fifty. Okay, but the exclusive that comes with the signed Blu-ray is only one fifty-five. Uh, I think I'll just go for the one fifty. I don't want to, you know, splurge. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a big. Difference. The thing so. is, I don't have any kaiju statues. Like, I like Godzilla, I like <laughs> King Kong, I like all that shit, all the... But it's never been, like, uh... It's never been a giant part of my life. Mm-hmm. It's never been a huge <laughs> part of my life. Uh, but I think it's time. I think I want the, uh... Yeah. Plus, God, can I just talk about how Anne Hathaway is my top fiver? Dude, she's cute. I like it. Not necessarily in that movie. She's, she's kind of a train wreck, wreck. but... Yeah. But I like Anne Hathaway. Dude, I loved her in Princess Diaries. I loved that book, and I loved that movie, oh. so, yeah. yeah. Dude, I, Princess of Genovia. Dude, yes. Well, le- I'm not going to go... This is as good as it's going to get. God, if I... Whenever I talk about how much I like The Dark Knight Rises, both Jake and Ryan Dole just get so mad. Yeah. It's the worst movie ever. And I love Tom Hardy, and Craig loves 
was Anne Hathaway, and we're just like, guys, yeah, we like it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, fine. Somebody's got to like it. It's okay. It's Right now, be- it's pretty good. Before we move on, I do want to. Uh, a buddy of mine watched Batman vs Superman for the first time. Uh, yeah, today. what do you think? He just messaged me. He goes, "Hey, I just uh, I just watched Batman vs Superman. I hadn't seen it." And I go, "What'd you think?" And then he said, uh, in quotes, that said, "Hey, I've been planning on killing you with this Krypton spear the whole movie, but now I know our moms have the same name, so we're good." Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> that's, Jesus! That's, that's it. That's the Ugh. cool. How did I watch that movie twice in theaters? I don't know what was wrong with you me. You must really I be must, dark, man. Yeah, man. I was committed. Cool. So here we are. We're at the hour 10 mark. We got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. We talked about it last week. I was stressed it last week. Yeah. The It trailer was released. Mm-hmm. This is the second It trailer. But since Did then, we talk about... Okay. No. This trailer... We were talking about how this trailer was going to be coming out the next day, right? Yeah, like, but it came it out hadn't, Thursday. It hadn't actually so come out. So we haven't talked... Okay. So we got the and since and since then have we not only had that trailer? There's also been like that trailer and then two other like small juicy tidbits, like thirty second like TV spots that have right. had great stuff. In yeah, them, like yeah. the right. voice of the leper and like a bunch of other scary shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I so. will say this: on the eve of the release of the Dark Tower, a movie that. From the looks of it. At a staggering 95 minutes long. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> got some, I got some neat music on my website going. Sorry, guys. Yeah, dude. Uh, Listen, The Dark Tower comes out tomorrow. It's hard not to compare them back and forth and like to look at the production. It's a Stephen King movie. Right. We all, we've talked about it and hopefully we'll all see it maybe and then we'll, we'll review it. But as of right now, the movie comes out in 12 hours. The embargo for the press embargo has still not been lifted. There's no Rotten Tomatoes score. Jesus. There was two or three articles that came out on Deadline today in Variety and some other websites that talked about how bad the test screenings were mm-hmm. and all the trouble behind the scenes. Too many cooks. So let's just too hold off on Dark Tower talk. We'll talk too many cooks. We'll too many cooks. We'll talk about it next week. Maybe it's amazing. I don't think it's going to be. Let's talk about it. God. You guys are Stephen King fanatics. You guys are excited about it. I'm excited about it. Jake, yeah. what did you think about this new trailer? Girl. Terrible. Loved it. Oh, piece of shit. I mean, I hated so it. So worried. Terrible. I just want to do what I you had, guys um, So, I, you know, I had read the the trailer description from, you know, it uh, it, it, sh- it showed at Comic-Con like the like a week early, you know. So we, we had, I think we probably all read the description of what was going to be in the trailer. But right. one thing is like. You know, reading descriptions of a trailer and then seeing it are completely different things because when the first It trailer came out, like the teaser, mm-hmm. um, there was a description of that too. And the whole, like, um, the scene where he's in the projector, Yeah, I remember, I remember thinking that sounded so stupid because not the fact that he's on the projector, the fact that it's like Pennywise's face on... Uh, you know, Bill's mom's body and yeah. the, and the hair's covered. I'm like, wow, that sounds really stupid until you right. see it. And then you see it and you're like, oh, wait, no, that's fucking weird yeah. and right. scary. Right. So it's like this- when the when the the leaked uh, test screening for Ghostbusters Answer the Call, you read it and you were like, man, all of this sounds really stupid. But then you saw it. But then you watch and, it and you're like, oh. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is oh cause... it's so <laughs> All right, keep going. Sorry, no, I had to get my weekly so, show. Except for the opposite, right? Right. I, I think that I think the trailer is really good. It, yeah. it looks it looks great. There's a lot of there's a lot of good scary stuff in it, and 
um, we we get so we get Pennywise. We get we get the first like uh, little little clip of his voice, and the voice is something that I've been wondering about from the start. You know, because like it could be he could look great, and if the voice is stupid then it, it doesn't work. You know, it's like, it's hard. And I, I have read some stuff where they're like, you know, he's going to, there's going to be multiple voices. It's not going to, he's not always going to sound the same. And that's how it should be. That's how it is in the book. He doesn't always sound mm-hmm. scary. He doesn't always sound happy or whatever, but we get that shot of him with the yellow eyes in the sewer. And that's, that's one of the things I love about the book is that Georgie sees the eyes first. Mm-hmm. And he thinks there's an animal in there. He's like, there must be a cat or something in the drain. And then once Pennywise starts talking to him, Georgie realizes that he's got like blue eyes, like his mother's eyes. And they do that. They, you, you see it in the trailer. One minute his eyes are, are yellow. The next second they cut back to him and they're blue. Yeah. And I love that. I love that we're seeing that. We, we only hear like a couple words. He says, here, take it. And it's like yeah. a whisper, but it's creepy sounding. And it sounds like it sounds like, a, I mean, yeah, he's a monster, but it sounds like something that's just learning English, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's something sounds off about it. Garbled. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds weird, but, um, I like it. There's a lot of cool stuff in there, man. There's like some, there's a lot of weird quick cuts that I had to like sit here and, and pause and be like, cool. So Pennywise is upside down in a refrigerator. Yeah. There's this, like what's going on in this scene. I don't know what this is. This right. is not in the book. Like what is all this stuff? It's right. been great. There's been so much stuff this week. It's so good. Yeah. And you're like working your way through the book again right now, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm, okay. I'm, I, I, I'm like three quarters of the way through That's it. Awesome, yeah, I, I, I kind of got it timed out. Me and my friend are, are reading it and we got it kind of timed out to where, You'll be we'll finish the four. book right as the movie's coming out. Dude, fuck yeah. I'm jealous. Like, I was just thinking today, I wish I could go back and dip into certain parts of it. Um, I just finished reading The Body, which is kind of like a little bit of a template for it, it seems, um, after finishing it. Because it's like, you've got your group of misfits, and you've got them versing the bullies, and like a coming-of-age tale in summertime. And uh, parts of it, you know, like the facing off at the end... Um, of uh, the body of that short story. It feels a little bit like the apocalyptic rock mm-hmm. fight. And um, the fact that the main character that Gordy's, you know, lost a brother's a lot like Bill Denbro. And um, the only thing that the body was missing that I loved about it was it was missing a female character, which it didn't have, you know, a Beverly. So uh, I really enjoyed reading that story and I felt like it was good prep work kind of um, for seeing it. And I, I might go back and read certain parts of that book again before seeing it. But I think some of the stuff that you were pointing out about this trailer, like the shape-shifting aspect and, like, Mm -hmm. listening to interviews with uh, Andy Muschietti, which um, I watched uh, the Collider interview from San Diego Comic-Con. The director. Yeah, the director. And he was talking about um, how that was the stuff that he changed from the original script I think uh, Fukunaga was working on, which was Pennywise was going to be a clown the entire time. And it was important to this new director to have him shift and change because that's part of, like, the fear of, like, not knowing what he's going to be next. Or the fact, which is stuff that I loved about the book, was the fact that Pennywise is a villain that can take the form of your deepest, darkest fear. And that is... And the way that the kids do battle, like, mentally against him in the end, like, in the sewers uh, in after the, the first part, and then, like, as adults, like, that stuff just... It reminded me of, like, 
like I was talking about, I deal with anxiety. And like, I feel like that takes the, the form of like whatever your deepest, darkest fear is. And like the way that that like Stan Uris, you, you know, he recites um, like the, the birds in his bird book and like how repetition and how friendship and like how the real things in life that get you through the difficult stuff and like the trauma and like actual, like the cycle of abuse, which is what the book is about. And like, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place at this point, but I feel like the director has the heart of the book in mind. And I feel like a lot of that is being translated on screen. And I feel like that's been a huge challenge in the past with Stephen King uh, film adaptations from books because it's so hard to nail the characters and the story, which is always what's so great. Because I think that Stephen King books have usually have like a supernatural element or something that can be like, you know very exciting to look at, but, like, it's really about the character work, and I feel like Mm -hmm. this book nails that, and I think that the fact that Pennywise is going to be changing, and the fact that I don't know what forms he's going to take in this movie in particular, in this 80s setting, that's something that I'm looking forward to. And I'm actually kind of... It might be okay that I haven't just read the book because maybe I'd be more nitpicking and less, like... I kind of want to have an open mind to this just to, like, see where it takes us and see what forms it takes. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's definitely, like, there, there's been a lot of interviews come out since that trailer was released, like a ton of interviews. Every website has a different interview with either Andy or um, his, even his sister, who's, or is it his sister or is it, or is it his wife who's helping? I think it's his sister is, like, okay. also working on the film. Uh, one of the producers has come out and done a really big interview, and, and so have all the kids. But yeah, they've talked about that changing, you know, changing what what Pennywise changes into, but the leper's still there, you know, the leper's mm-hmm. in the book and we know that that is still in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few, I think there are a few other things that are similar to what's in the book, but I know there is like, there is like a script out there that you can read. That was the, you know, the Fukunaga script mm-hmm. and some stuff I haven't read it, but I have like seen pieces of it. I've seen a lot of people talk about it and a friend of mine read it. And so there's, there are some things you can put to, if you've read that script, there are some things you can put together. I do know what some of the, the transformations are Mm -hmm. and, and I won't spoil them for you guys, the ones that I do know, but they do still kind of like make sense within the story. And they're not, they're not like completely out of, out of nowhere. You know, there's still things that maybe, have to do with different aspects of the book. Yeah. And uh, I, one of the things I love about the book is you get this like really weird backstory for Pennywise and you, you, you find out like what he is and that he's from this place called the Macroverse, which is outside of our reality and our universe. And he's basically yeah. this like, you know, like the ancient ones. He's, like, uh, yeah, he's like Lovecraft. millions of years old and and he landed on Earth before there was life. And th- there's right. a lot of weird stuff that I really like. And um, I read that. How there's not, that smell that like always hangs around him that smells old and stuff yeah. like Egyptian mummification and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's all very cool. I read that like there are going to be some hints to that. And what Andy said was. There are some hints to it. There are some quotes about the macroverse, but they don't get into it very much until like the second movie. The like, second movie, that kind of like this stuff they want to save. One of the one of the questions like uh, that 
I think it was Collider asked was, do we get to see like his true form? And he was like, no, not in the first part. You don't. So yeah. it's stuff they're, they're saving for. And I don't know if you guys, I don't know if Craig, you might not even know what this is, but Abby, since you read it, you know, uh-huh. there's the whole, Craig just made whole, a little face. Did, well, <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know if you're going to know what I'm about to reference, but there's a, there's a section, <laughs> there's a section in the book about the black spot. Yeah. Do you know, do you know yeah, what that yeah. is? Craig? Um, Mike Hanlon. No. Okay. It's so there's a, there's a section in the book and it's uh, Mike's dad was uh, there was this old bar and uh, the KKK burned it down basically, mm-hmm. but it was like under the influence of it yeah. and Dick Halloran from The Shining was the cook there and yes. he saved Mike's father and it's a big thing and um, they asked him about the black spot being in this movie and he's like, well, the black spot's not in this one, but. Um. It's what they're opening the second movie with. Oh. Like, that's going to be the opening to part two is the whole, like, black spot sequence. Which makes me wonder, like, are they going to fucking put Dick Halloran in it? Are they going to, like, name him? Or are they just going to, like, kind of take that reference out? Dude, there it is. You know what it's going to be? I'm hoping. Digital recreation. (laughs) It's going to be the same. (laughs) It's It's going to be the guy. He's going to be like, well, what's up, Doc? Wait. (laughs) Wait, is it going to be from the TV version? Yes. Or, oh, no, it's going to be from... Uh, it, oh, no. dude, not that guy. And also, Jack Nicholson's going to be eating there. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. He's going to be like, that's just fine. My wife is a certified ghost and horror fanatic. Oh, and I'm like, man. sir, what, are you, what, what is do going you, on what here? What would be cool that's, if... That like, literally might happen in the Dark Tower. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It would be great is if they released like an animated short of just like a bunch of other Stephen King references <laughs> just to like wet our palate for it because, you know, but um, also use the worst graphics possible. I was reading an article uh, and I, I try to avoid... So a lot of the articles that came out this week about it were from the set visits. So there's definitely some spoilers in there. There are a few, yeah. So, there, I learned a couple things I wish I didn't know by reading right. mm-hmm. They asked if there was any scenes cut so from careful. the script or from the movie or whatever. I don't know if this was filmed, but the director mentioned a scene that was not in the book that depicted the first time it ever interacted with human beings. I thought that would be cool, but I, I think that did not get filmed. But right. that does seem like a cool... Right. It seems like a cool thing, yeah. And maybe it'll be in the next movie. It could be, yeah. I mean, if yeah. they're going to do more of that backstory kind of stuff in the second right. film, yeah. it, would, it would make sense. I mean, but. let's face it. Let, here's a couple things. Um, one, the TV spot that came out today, I posted about it. Yes, I have some group therapy. It has uh, the – it looks like a, a class. Kill them all. Yeah, and they're all chanting kill them all. Yeah. Legitimately all one the of the – All the dead kids. All the de- It's one of the scariest uh, things I've ever seen in my life. And I got I, – I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's what I keep forgetting. This movie's going to be scary as fuck for as much as I'm like, oh, I love the characters R-R. and the story. It's so hard. Like, it's going to be So great. here's a couple thoughts. One, this movie has so much hype. If it's even half of – here I go. Ooh. Let me let me form a sentence. <laughs> if the movie It is even half as good as it looks, this could be the highest grossing horror movie of all time. It, it is could going, be. It's going it to make be. so much boy band money. money. I think boy it's gonna. Money. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think even if it sucks, like even if this movie comes out and sucks, everybody likes it. Like right. everybody, even people who aren't Stephen King fans, they know what it is, yeah. and right. and I think most people have fond memory memories of yeah. it. Yeah. So this so is this is my people prediction. are gonna go see it. 
The movie's going to make a ton of money. Uh-huh. The sequel's going to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. A ton of mummies. Mummy money? A ton of mummies, then, I hope so. No, he worked on the mummy or the mummy before this, right? Didn't the director? He, this he is got what I'm going The book, what? it has so much in it. Uh-huh. There's so much backstory. Yeah. There's so much you could do. Let's not kid ourselves. This is going to be more than two movies. They're going to keep this thing going if it's really successful. You guys might not like it. I'm talking about a third movie just called Dairy. That's just backstory <laughs> of Dairy. I'm telling just you. Just all the, all, yeah. all the like, older stuff. Yeah, or whatever other references are throughout Stephen King's works, and that, so, like Castle Rock. So I, that's my first prediction. Expect this to be more than two movies. My second prediction is this. There's going to be a lot of adaptations of 80s horror books that are all going to try to do whatever it is about to do. And it's going to be diminishing returns. I think it is going to signal this is what happens in horror every 10 or 15 years. Something comes out and is amazing. And then just like with serial killers, you get all the copycats. You Dude, s- Carrie's going to be next. Like, I, If they keep going back to the Stephen King well, No, then they just it. made Carrie. Well, yeah. No, there's plenty of other. They're going to, they're going to, this is what I, so like what you're talking about, Craig, it's absolutely, that's absolutely probably going to happen. And I hope one of the things that they start to do is like, you know, horror movies now are all kind of super like formulaic and they're all PG 13. And I hope this movie, I hope this movie shows people, I hope it does the same thing that Deadpool did. It shows you that that people will go see a rated R fucking movie. Like Deadpool Mm -hmm. was rated R and it did super well. They're like, well, fuck, we're going to make Logan rated R, you know? Mm -hmm. And horror movies should Mm -hmm. be, horror movies should be rated R anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I got, there's I got no business watching a PG 13 horror movie. I want it to be rated R. Like, so it's going to do that. But what I'm hoping for is, is like maybe they do make the two it films. Maybe they do want to make more than that, whatever. But I'm hoping that it starts or like resurgence of what happened in the 80s where they're like, hey, we need to fucking what other Stephen King movies can we remake? Yeah. Because you right. know what? I want to see a remake of The Shining. Yeah, Whoa. I do. I Hot want take. it. Hot take. I Jake fucking wants to want see it. it. I want it. I love Jack Nicholson. I love that movie. That's a good fucking movie, but it's yeah. way different from the book. Right. And the book is got I mean, it's it's Stephen King. It's one of his best books. It's amazing. And I would totally fucking love to see, you know, a rated R version that's just closer to the book. It wouldn't fuck with that movie because it would end up being so different. The TV, like the TV version of The Shining, there's some stuff that's really good in there, but it's made for TV. You can only, like, you can't do a hard R mm-hmm. TV right. movie. Like, yeah. Right, and that also came out in, like, 97. Yeah, and, like, it, it, it was, wasn't, yeah. Or, or, I mean, they could probably do it now, you know, like, fucking yeah. HBO yeah. or whatever could do it they now. They definitely but, could. And but they could turn yeah. that... They could make that into a movie. You know, that doesn't need to be the shining. That book's not huge. It's not like it. It doesn't have to be split into two movies. Right. I mm-hmm. would love to see a, a, a more well, faithful adaptation of the shining. They yeah. come talk, out of this. They've been talking yeah. about a shining prequel for the last couple of years. I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah, the, the whole point I was trying to make. So you saw the eighties, right? Halloween came out and then it was 
Friday the 13th, and then Nightmare on Elm Street, and then after that, just... Onslaught. An onslaught of copycat slasher films. You saw it in the 90s, you had Scream, kind of reinvigorated everything. Right. And then it was... I know know you you did did last summer, and Urban Legend, and Final Final Destination, Destination and all... down, then it happened again ten years and then it later. Cools off with Saw, dude. It's just like the cycle of Pennywise of it. It's like every twenty, yeah, what is it, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty six years or something. So you saw Saw, Hostel, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So now we're gonna get. I think it is going to be the Iron Man of horror movies. It's gonna come out and it's gonna be like. Not only was that movie scary, it was really good. It and made it was a ton touching, of and it, people cried, and, and it made a ton screamed, of money. Right. And the reviews were really good. Mm-hmm. And that is going to hopefully usher in more Reinvigorate, good right. And if it's Stephen King, look, there's a new... And maybe pe- they'll all miss the mark because this movie does seem like it's got all the ingredients and, like, they're at the preparation. Like, I was reading they did, like, a like a bike riding camp for all the, the losers. Like, they, yeah, they rode bikes together. To, yeah. Some of them didn't even know oh, how to ride bikes. Exactly. The other thing I read, First the director... All, I wish I could have been there. Andy, what's his name? Muschietti. Yes, Andy Marinara. He (laughs) said, he was talking about how he's super stressed about the kids growing up too fast because he was like, just because (laughs) the second movie is about the adults doesn't mean that the kids aren't going to be in it. Yeah, he he said that, you know, this movie, this movie is standing on its own. They're not Mm going to, I read that he's not going to try to put too many like, like people know that there's more to the story. Right. They're not gonna. They're not gonna try to end it on some big like cliffhanger or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought for a while, you know, I was like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the end of this movie was like the grown up Mike Hanlon like picking the phone up, you My know, God. and just like and like you know maybe you just hear him say like it's back or something, you know, like that's what I was like. Mm. That's what they're gonna do. Right. But they haven't mm. cast. They haven't cast those actors yet. Right. Um, they may be talking with them, they, you know, but there's no nothing has come out yet. But right. he said that the second movie will absolutely have flashbacks. There'll be stuff. There'll be stuff that happens to the kids that you don't see in the first movie, but you'll right. see it in the second movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how the book is. You know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that, you know, once once the adults show back up in Dairy. They don't they don't remember anything until they get there. And then, you know, like there's the scene where Richie is like out there with the Paul Bunyan statue. And then it just like comes back to him that, you know, he saw the clown there. And I I imagine that's what they're going to do. And yeah, they I mean, yeah, they better get on it. Like, I don't I don't understand why they wouldn't have went ahead and filmed that stuff if they had the sets ready to go. But Mm -hmm. I think one thing I like that it does stand on its own. And I think like. If you go through this movie, and I think they released the run times like two hours and 15, 15 minutes. It's 2.15, yeah. It's yeah. going to be a nice, long story, and it's going to be emotional, and it's going to be scary, and you're going to go through this whole thing. To me, I want to see them – I want to see the movie end, and like I want it to end. Like I don't want that like after credit scene 30 years later. I think that would cheapen it. I don't want that. We all know a second movie's coming. Let that just exist when it exists and let this one stand on its own. I think that's... um, Yeah. You know what? I mean, I don't know if... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I've told the story before. I had it on VHS when I was a kid, but I only had the first half. So uh, (laughs) I didn't even know there was a second half. (laughs) I kind of thought it just ended. I was like, like, oh, they did it. They saved the day. All right. 
great job. Uh, I, don't, it is, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if any of the reason they've decided to not do that kind of cliffhanger thing is because, you know, it's never like 100 uh, percent sure that the second movie could get made. Because, I mean, like, you know, there is the possibility the movie could come out and everybody hated it or whatever. or It could right. make no money. And it's not looking like it's going to be like that. Like, it's looking like a lot of people are excited for it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably something they don't have to worry about. But, you know, if the movie comes out and bombs, then they're probably not going to get that second movie made. Right. Yeah. So two two quick thoughts and we'll wrap it up. One, Stranger Things is a really good thing to happen for it. I think it it got everybody's appetite going. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Wet the palate. And two, like, just think about its presence at Comic-Con. When's the last time you saw a straightforward horror movie have that big of an impact at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it doesn't pe- happen really. Yeah. People are, uh, people are extremely excited about this movie. Yeah. The uh, cast is magnetic and exciting and it's fun to see them assemble. Like, and the source material, so like so many Stephen King fans, like it seems like it is either their first read or their favorite read. So there's like just a really strong, watch. Knit. Stephen King came out and said the dark tower movie's great. It's going to bomb. Do- He's going to come out and be like, I didn't think they did a great job with it. Like, you fucking weirdo. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, cool, guys. Any other last thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No, man. I no. just, I want to hear, you know, we didn't, we didn't even talk about this, but that one of those 30-second spots that came out, like, yesterday, it has his voice in it. Like, it is Pennywise speaking. And, he, yeah. and it's more than a whisper. It's... I don't know, three three lines of, of dialogue. What what's he say? He says, Where are you going? Yeah, you where look are you going? like a you look like a nice, nice boy. boy. I bet you have lots of friends. Yeah. Where are we and going? Where are we being? I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm ninety I thought it was the leper at first, but Okay. I'm ninety eight percent sure that's Pennywise talking to Georgie, like from uh-huh. the sewer. I'm pretty sure that's what it's gonna be. And it is still like it's still hard to put it together when you're not like seeing him speak, but I like that. I liked that voice. It sounded, it's, it sounds exactly like it should. It sounds childlike and creepy and dried out. It sounds kind of like a clown. So I'm excited. I'm just glad this movie's set in the the eighties and not like the early two thousands. Like all the kids (laughs) are just listening to Eminem. (laughs) Like it just plays the, the the it opens up with the eight the song from Eight Mile. He would be uh, Pennywise would just be played by the insane clown posse. Yeah, oh my God. both of them. <laughs> Pennywise is two people. <laughs> They're oh like, man. yo, they just wrap uh, everything. Yeah, dude. They, they don't eat the kids. They just pour Fago down. Yeah, there. I was gonna say the sewers are flowing with Fago. <laughs> You'll flow oh. too, motherfucker. It's carbonated. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> it's carbonated. I don't, I don't know any Fago oh. flavors. Great. Yeah. And then uh, old Richie Tozier is played by Fred Durst. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. It's good casting. I would watch that. I would Wait, watch that. Uh, I'm just, I'm thinking of like the ending battle when, when it's uh, like it's the just spider. It's like Woodstock 99. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. It's like. It's the spider, and it's like this battle montage, and it's like, no, I know y'all loving this shit right here. <laughs> so it's a battle rap. Yeah, it's a battle rap. <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. Come on, 
I know what song we're putting at the end of this episode. Hey, ladies. <laughs> hey, fellas. Fuck. God damn it. Well, um, that's that's the show, though. guys. Yeah, guys, go. I got my hat that's on backwards, it. my tube top on, my khaki pants, <laughs> my large white skater shoes. I'm in line. I can't. You're wait. in line for early 2000s. I'm trying to get backstage. Oh, <laughs> artist prompt for any of our art friends out there. We want the poster for early 2000s. It. <laughs> I want the movie to be called Early 2000s. It. Bev it. has an <laughs> eyebrow ring. <laughs> I can't wait. Instead of an anklet, it's gonna be so hot. She's got that like uh, the the wet curl gel that yeah. she's. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Georgie Highlights. has fucking cornrows. Oh, oh god! Oh, he's so little. He's like, a, he's like a little punk asshole. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like a skater. Yeah, Georgie's he's like skating down the street instead of a paper boat. Yeah, Georgie's got a little attitude. It's like he uh, drops his pods down the train. It's like, I bet you have a lot of friends. He's like, I bet you don't. Bitch, poser. <laughs> 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 Fucking poser. Yes. All right. I love oh. it. Early 2000s. Pre 9 11 it. It's yeah. fun. Yes. It's yes. good. It's a different world. It was a different world. Everything oh, yeah. changed that day. Mm, Kid wow. Rock's on the soundtrack. <laughs> Richie Toes is spinning one. some different music. Is, this is up there with the Dan Frontation. This is yeah. a good one. This is up there. This Early 2000s good. it. Um, we do it. The, the only God knows why. Mm. <laughs> God, <laughs> freak on a leash, man. Yeah, now, oh, but now we're just saying No, that's what it is. This is. Hold on, before anybody says another word, they kill it. All the kids are in the sewer. Bev is just standing there. They're all giving her the eye, and all of a sudden you hear something. <laughs> but wait, maybe. Maybe just all the losers are played by, like, Be- Beverly is Amy Lee. Oh, from Evanescence? Bill, oh, yeah, yes. and Bill can be Jonathan Davis from yeah, Corn. I like it. I just like it. She gives Split a rise. in there. Yeah. Dude, it just cuts to Bev. She's looking at them. They're looking at her. She gives a wry smile. Black screen. Mm. Sometimes I cannot <laughs> take this. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. That's good. Right. It's over. We've done it. God damn it. We, it, it ended it's been up, done. Guys, I've been looking for an excuse to sing corn for a while. <laughs> also, Jake, I'm going to need Yo. your your band's cover of that song. Dude, yes. I'll send it, man. We'll put it on the show. I'll send All it. Right, cool. Dude, I'm setting everything on fire. I'll sound. I'll SoundCloud that. Dude, all the water bottles, like $10 each. It's like Woodstock 99. There you go. <sighs> All right. Wait. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for indulging us mm-hmm. tonight for episode Order 66 of Yes Have Some Podcast. If you want to hang out with us, comment on our show, leave us artwork, send us fan mail, talk to us, talk shit about us. Mm-hmm. Actually, somebody talked shit to us the other day. Dude. This guy on group therapy goes, it was really hard to listen to your plane cast with you guys reviewing Answer the Call, knowing a year later you have nothing good to say. And I responded, I was like, you know what? It was hard for me to listen to it, too. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty tough for me, also. Uh, but no, that's cool. Listen, whatever you think, let us know. Yeah. Facebook.com slash yes, have some cast. Yes, have some group therapy. Join the discussion. Have a little fun. In yeah, your if life. you like DC movies, that's cool. Yeah. Just let us know. Just let us know. We're listening. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at YHS Podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Don't forget to leave a five star review. Let us know what you think. It helps us more than you know. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Big plans. Sounds like we're starting a Lost podcast. Yeah. It's going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. we got Dragon Con coming up. we got to go back. 
More importantly than that, back and we have to go back. We've got early 2000s here. No, God, yes. For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg saying, if you are going to go to Woodstock 99, bring a rape whistle. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Woo! All right, bye, everyone. I need that whistle (laughs) right now. Okay. That's not a yeah. That's not, it's that's not how you do that. Now I, I'm like laughing and you can't whistle when you're laughing. Great whistle. It's good. All right. It's a good ending. All right, everybody. Bye. Oh, just one of them days. One of those. Days. <laughs> I don't want to wake up. <laughs>